0: The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by IONS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. Recently, a listener from Spain named Paula sent me this note. Hi. First of all, I love your show, but I'm always expecting you to ask just one question. Did you see animals in heaven? What kind of animals? We are tired of always listening about the light, love, peace, meeting grandparents. I know all this is true, but what about our precious animals? We, as pet lovers, need answers. People all over the world have pets. Children and people cry when their dog or cat dies. I lost my pet two weeks ago. But where do cows go? What about donkeys, pigs, elephants, rats? Are they alive with us in heaven? Every time I listen to a story, I'm shouting out loud for you to just make a short question. Did you see any animals? People, people, and more people in heaven. How sad. A garden full of flowers, yes, but where are the animals? Did you see a bird, a dragonfly, a hamster along the path? Nothing. We don't want mediums. We don't want after effects. We need a true NDE story with animals. I beg you, please ask this simple question to the people on your program every time they tell you an NDE story. You bring hope to our hearts, Lee, but we need more light. Bring us more light to our lives. Thank you, Lee. From Paula in Spain. Well, Paula, I'm glad you asked me this question, and especially at this time of the year. The first week of October is traditionally the time when we celebrate St. Francis Day and his love for all the creatures of God's creation. Several years ago, while visiting Mexico, I attended a blessing of the animals in the yard of a Catholic Church. Folks from miles around brought their pets and working animals, from dogs and cats to donkeys to cows to roosters to turtles, a wide-ranging display of the diversity of, this, of the Earth's creatures and a demonstration of people's love for them. A few years later, as a hospital chaplain in Bangor, Maine, I started an October tradition in St. Francis' name, blessing the pet therapy dogs and their owners who volunteered to, to bring hope and joy and love to the patients at the Eastern Maine Medical Center. And later this week, we'll be celebrating the pet therapy dogs once again. Well, first of all, let me take a look at what the Bible tells us about the souls of animals. The word nephesh, psyche, appears in the Bible 753 times. It is the breath life God breathed into all creatures, human and animals alike. In Luke, Jesus tells disciples that every sparrow is in the mind of God, that is, not forgotten by God, and therefore eternal. The King James translation confused our understanding of the difference between humans and other uh, creatures by translating nephesh as breath life for creatures, all-moving life, and as soul for human beings. But it's the same word for both. Breath life is breath life for all creatures, human and non-human alike. The New International Version translation corrects the mistake. In Genesis 2-7, the NIV says, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. A living creature like all the other living creatures. But what Paul is asking is something more, something uh, surmised uh, in part by this famous anonymous reading found in the, on the Internet called the Rainbow Bridge. Let me read this to you. Just this side of heaven is a place called Rainbow Bridge. When an animal dies that has been especially close to someone here, that pet goes to Rainbow Bridge. There are meadows and hills for all our special friends so they can run and play together. There's plenty of food and water and sunshine, and our friends are warm and comfortable. All the animals who had been ill and old are restored to health and vigor. Those who were hurt or maimed are made whole and strong again, just as we remember them in our dreams of days and times gone by. The animals are happy and content, except for one small thing. They each miss someone very special to them who had to be left behind. They all run and play together, but the day comes when one suddenly stops and looks into the distance. His uh, bright eyes are intent. His eager body quivers. Suddenly he begins to run from the group, flying over the green grass, his legs carrying him faster and faster. You have been spotted. And when you and your special friend finally meet, you cling together in joyous reunion, never to be parted again. The happy kisses rain upon your face. Your hands again caress the beloved head, and you look once more into the trusting eyes of your pet. So long gone from your life, but never absent from your heart. And then you cross the rainbow bridge together. Well, this is a lovely prose poem. Um, uh, But what actually happens to the soul of a lost animal? Well, let me just note that uh, there is some confusion here between love and sentimentality in the Rainbow Bridge. When I think of all the dogs, cats, turtles, birds, and lightning bugs and jars we've loved in our lifetimes, that would be a whole menagerie waiting for us when we die. But just as Jesus told the Pharisees, there is no marriage in heaven. uh Just so there's probably no pet ownership as well. Instead, that love is, uh, I suspect, more undifferentiated, more whole and shared with all aspects of the consciousness manifested by the light. To explore the question further, I have asked an old friend of NDE Radio, Janice Goff, to join the discussion. Janice has a natural ability to communicate with animals both here and in the hereafter. She's heard from friends and strangers on the other side, both human and non-human alike. Janice, welcome back to NDE Radio.
1: Hi, Lee.
0: Oh, it's good to hear your voice.
1: Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> Janice, you, you've mentioned you gave up the idea of building a career as an animal communicator because you didn't want to deal with too many silly questions that folks could figure out for themselves. Um I imagine too many questions like, why does Fido like doggy treat A more than doggy treat B, as an example? <laughs> So, but tell me how example. how do our uh, living pets communicate with us, and how do our deceased pets communicate with us as well?
1: Well, um, I guess the living pets is probably really easy. Um, you know, they're very vocal for us, no matter what kind of voice they have, whether it's cat, whether it's the cat or the dog. Um, they're very visual. Their body language is very visual and very clear. Um, we all uh, just sort of communicate with each other nonverbally when they're in the body. And that's the easiest way for us to know what our animals that are living with us, our fur friends, you know, want. And mm-hmm. it's usually basic. They want to go for their rides. They want to eat, you know, whatever, whatever. If they're sick, we, we can see that as well. Um, when they're out of their body and it's a little bit different, we will quite often just see them and know that they're with us. You know, we'll catch a glimpse of them. They'll come in and out of a room or, you know, something which brings us the Rainbow Bridge Um, in my experience with the animals I have never not one time had any of the animals that have left their bodies tell me about the Rainbow Bridge so I don't have any experience with that I've never seen it I don't really have the experience with the Rainbow Bridge I don't know um, nobody's just ever mentioned that so it's. Uh, it, I'm not going to say it's not important it's something other people have experienced and you know, I have to know that it's truth because so many people have had that experience with the Rainbow mm-hmm. Bridge um, there's several things when we're dealing with um, our animals or humans that have left our bodies that I keep in mind The first thing is, is it doesn't matter what kind of body we live in. We're all eternal beings. We live forever. We survive what we call a 3-D death. And I had a friend the other day telling me, oh, I I was telling her I still have, you know, her ashes (laughs) that I haven't taken and spread out because I I haven't gotten any information where she wants those put. And her response to that was, old suit. It's just an old suit, you know, so it didn't matter to her. And our animals, um, one of the things that they have told me about their uh, next life is that they get to return to where they were happiest. And quite often I've seen our, our previous fur friends, fur companion animals that have left their bodies, and they've come back and hung out and, you know, been here and rubbed on our legs and things like that. So, you know, I, I have no doubt, none whatsoever, that all of that's true, that they are eternal beings just like ourselves. And it doesn't matter what body we live in in our 3D world, we're all eternal beings. Mm. So the communication is Still available to whoever wants to communicate just call them just talk to them they're there and they will be there
0: Do, do you think our current dogs our current pets are aware of the ghosts of previous pets being there
1: oh my gosh absolutely absolutely i was doing a class in lincoln nebraska one time and a gal had brought her um uh, St. Bernard, and she had previously had two, brother and sister. One had died, and the woman said, Well, Sadie died a week ago. And the St. Bernard that was with us in that class looked up and was astounded and said, Sadie died?
0: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: she, she, he was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> that Sadie died, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I mean, that just that got me so tickled because in his reality, Sadie was still there. Sadie wasn't gone. What What do you mean, Sadie died? Hmm. So, you know, we have all of these um, little messages that mean something that we can anchor on. That you know we our 3D death, and we're still here, all of us, we're still here. We're still here somewhere, you know.
0: (laughs) Well, it's interesting that, uh, you know, we think of ghosts, um, human ghosts, as being perhaps a, a problem or an aberration that the ghost hasn't learned yet to go on into the light. And, uh, but with animals, we're quite comfortable with the notion that their spirits stick around with us.
1: I think it's easier for the animals to move on. Um, and in moving on, what I mean is go from their 3D body just simply to go to where they're the happiest. If they want to stay, we recognize that and we don't judge that at all. With humans, we're like, why are you still here? We don't want you here. You know, or don't you have other things to do? Or now you're a ghost and are you stuck? We never question that with our animals when they're rubbing on our leg or laying under the table or we glimpse them laying on the couch or, you know, whatever. We never question that with animals like we do with our humans. Mm -hmm. And I'm not quite sure why we have a different judgment and it is a judgment that we have for humans that yeah. they should, you know, humans should go away or go on to the light or, you know, whatever it is that is next for them.
0: For them. You know, your, your story about the dog who didn't realize the other one had died reminds me of an NDE story that I heard. I might as well tell it now. Um, this woman died, uh, was in an accident, I think. And she she crosses over and she goes into the light and she sees her deceased um, grandfather. And the grandfather's dog is standing right by his side. And um she thinks uh, once when she gets over the shock of all of this, she thinks, well, this can't be right because grandfather's dog is still alive. But when she uh went back into her body and recovers she learned that the dog had died while she was out of her body so it wasn't a, an imagine an imagination that put the dog and the grandfather together it was something that she wasn't hadn't even been aware of at the time wasn't
1: aware of yeah yeah wow. yeah their um their knowledge and their information and their ability to see you know through the veil is i'm going to I'd like to use the word non-existent. The veil is non-existent for them, Mm. where we have all of this programming and everything that rules and controls our life to keep us present and keep us in our body um, so that we can deal with our daily um, decisions and activities that we have to deal with. Um, But the animals don't seem to have... That And it reminds me of my mom. She uh, got a little poodle after my dad had died. And we went up, we drove up to North Mississippi and picked Misty up. And she was just, you know, just several weeks old or what is it, three or four weeks old when you bring them home. Anyway, we drove back to South Mississippi and before we got home. Mom says, I want to go by the cemetery and put some flowers on Dad's grave. So we drove out there. Misty is sitting in Mom's lap. When we got out to the cemetery, I opened my door to get out. Mom opened her door. Misty jumped off Mom's lap and started running, just running, and it freaked us out because we didn't know a lot about her. We were afraid we probably couldn't catch her. And she circled and circled, and when we found her, she was laying on Dad's grave, and she just laid there. In this whole massive cemetery, she went to Dad's grave, and it reminded me one more time how that veil is not existent for them. She knew, she knew Dad. You know, she knew all of us um those are just real unusual things that catch our attention you know and they kind of astound us and <laughs> and they bring up quite often more questions than answers <laughs> right but still it it touched our heart real deeply about life and death and that there you know there is no death it's, it is just a, another suit we take on um You know, another bridge we cross, another door we open, and um, we're just all still here.
0: (laughs) Some religions that believe in reincarnation believe that we can be reincarnated as animals, or I suppose animals as humans. What what do you think about that?
1: Um, I have had one dog in the past uh, tell me that they spent their life as an octopus. Hmm. And that dog in particular was, uh, it was down south in Mississippi. That dog in particular was a dog that, uh, was taken on the shrimp boat to go shrimping, you know, with their person all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, evidently the sea life probably was fascinating to this dog. And for whatever reason, Chose to, you know, experience the water like that. But mm. I, I do know octopuses live a long time. But this dog, you know, did come back and did return as a dog and then died as a dog again and now was on the other side and had not come back into a body. Um, I had a friend tell me that... Um, I asked her about reincarnation, and she, you know, I said, is this true? Does this really happen? (laughs) And she said, it's not true for me. So that brought up the thought and the question in my mind that, oh, well, maybe that's just another one of the multiple options we have after we leave this body or this old suit and it might not be true for everyone, but she mm. said it was not true for her. Um, I've never, because I did not grow up in a religion that actually taught reincarnation, um, I never did ask the animals about that so much. Just mm. that one time it came up in conversation, and I didn't promote that conversation. The dog brought that up.
0: Interesting. <laughs> Have you ever encountered the um, the spirits of animals other than pets, wild animals, horses perhaps?
1: Absolutely, yes. Horses and burros, um, dealing with um, sanctuaries and animal rescue, quite often these animals have told me, that, and the horses in particular, well not the particular, the burros as well, that they had. It once been um, <clears throat> some very well known uh, uh, in our world, very well known humans. Um, some were artists, some were inventors, some were uh, famous Native Americans, um, and not really knowing when these things, when these conversations come up, you really don't um, always know what questions to ask, and you kind of wait for a leading thought to jump in there. So my leading thoughts never did take me to all the questions I would have wanted answered until after the conversation was over, these questions would come up. Um, So some of my thoughts on that were, you know, are you literally the reincarnation of Marcus Polo? Or are have you adopted the personality and the experience of Marco Polo? And because of that I would recognize you if you gave me the name. So what of what of that whole arena do I play into so that I can recognize who they are. Um, There's an imprinting that we recognize each other with, some of it's experience, some of it's feelings, and some of it's by name. So I'm not quite sure how I play into uh, the recognition um, aspect of knowing these animals, or did they actually directly reincarnate? And then we have to also deal with multiple dimensions. Mm. So if there is another one of me somewhere in another dimension, I'm positive there is another one of my animals, companion animals in another dimension.
0: Oh, yes. And that
1: gets a little bit big for my mind. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know
1: what questions (laughs) to ask on that sort of thing.
0: (laughs) I have, uh, I have one more, uh, story for, uh, Paula about, uh, an animal on the other side. And this was one oh, of great. the first broadcasts that we did on NDE radio. It was, uh, this, uh, woman and her dog were killed in a terrible car accident. I think they ran into a huge truck or it ran into them. The car was crushed and they were just, uh, trapped in this little portion of the, of the car. That didn't get crushed. Anyway, she's out of her body. She travels. I, whether I'm not sure whether she traveled with her dog or not, I can't remember. But when she she meets her grandmother, and they go into a, like an apartment with a balcony, and they're sitting on the balcony together having tea and talking. And on the on the lawn that they're looking out over is the little dog. The Dog is playing and so forth. But then the dog runs off, leaves the yard, runs into the woods, and it's gone. And uh, this woman wanted to follow her dog, but then the grandmother told her that uh, she had to return to her body. And um, so I'm I'm wondering if the, uh you know, that first story I told about the grandfather being together with his dog and she being together with her dog, that's something that continues on the other side, or whether we don't just don't retain our pets that they're free spirits and they go off and and we love them and they love us but not necessarily together just this, just a question i'm going to leave hanging out there i'm not asking you to answer it Janice.
1: i i'm right there with paula if if quote the, uh, the next life does not have our dragonflies and you know our butterflies and all the things that I love and bring joy to my life here. I probably don't want to be there either. (laughs) But I am positive. I am positive that it does. I am positive that they are there. And I have to go back to it doesn't matter what body we live in. We are all eternal beings.
0: The story from Proof of Heaven about the doctor who uh, had um, bacterial meningitis you and i have talked about about mm-hmm. uh, that and um he uh, he saw himself on a butterfly wing flying around a, an enormous beautiful garden he said he was just a spark of of light of energy on one wing and his uh, and an angel later turned out to be his deceased sister was on the other and um uh, so that was a, there's another example of life besides pet life uh, on the other side.
1: I will say, uh, as a you know thought from prior communications, that if we ask our animal as they're leaving their body, that you can always come back, you know, and live with me, or you can come back and be my guardian spirit, or my animal spirit, or whatever you want. Those animals. <laughs> hear that, and Mm -hmm. they will come back and be with you. Um, There is a space of time after you leave a body, and there again, it doesn't matter whether it's human or animal or what, that um, you still have clear, direct communication. And it's before a complete transformation has happened, when you transform, you know, from one space to another that That clear communication has happened, so Paula's um, dog that died, you know a week ago or whenever she wrote that letter, she still has time to say that to her to her animal and he, hear that clearly for herself, and it be just as real in communication right this minute as that animal was in her presence. Mm-hmm. um during the transformation, things get a little foggy. Our heart gets a little confused, and there seems to be a space where nobody can hear me and That's a little bit true and then later on um after you know the the crossover and all everything's happened from changing bodies, then that becomes real again, but there is space of time, and it's not. Everybody. Some of us take, you know, six in our 3-D time, some of us would take six months to a year before that can happen. Some of us is instant, and some of us is several weeks. Um, there again, after you leave your body, time is irrelevant. But we still live in a, you know, a daytime uh, by the clock kind of thing while mm-hmm. we're in our body. And we're thinking, wow, nobody's around, nobody hears us. They're gone. They're never coming back. You know, and all those programs play in. But yes. so Paula can still tell her animal, you know, her dog. You know, I'd love to have, I'd love to see you again. I, I you're welcome to come back anytime.
0: One of the uh, things I. One of the reasons, people ask me sometimes, why, you know, why can't dogs live as long as we do so we don't have to be there with them when they die? But I think that there's a lesson built into the death of pets. It's a reminder of the transitory nature of a physical life and also a lesson in the uh, eternal nature of the spiritual life. And we get to be a part of it, painful as it is, over and over again from in, in our And own that, lives.
1: that part of it that you play, Lee, is real important to me, and that is in the blessing of the animals. So those blessings, when those animals are blessed, they're blessed for the work that they're doing and the connections they make, and that's with humans.
0: Yes. Now and I'm they can doing... <laughs>
1: help each other and whatever, but those blessings directly go to the people in all humanity.
0: I am so looking forward to doing it once again on, uh, it's on Friday of this week, uh, conducting that service at the hospital.
1: Aye, Janice, I'm ceremony. sad to say
0: we're, we're out of time for today. Uh, so let me thank you for uh, joining me in helping to answer Paula's question about animals and here and in heaven. Well, if listeners would like to listen to the show again or visit our past shows, especially those featuring Janice Goff, just hit our past shows button. I believe Janice was last on our show on April 29th of 2019. For more uh, about IANS, go to IANDS.org. And join us again next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, for more NDE Radio. This is Lee Whitting saying thanks for listening.